Thank you, Jesus. God is good, though. Amen. And look at us now. 25 years later. It's been amazing. 25 years. Time flew by. Amen. Perseverance, that's right. All right, so. Any other announcements? You know, I do have one other testimony. Yesterday, my sister came up. Um, she came to church last Sunday. And uh, she lost her husband down in Florida. He passed in her arms. And uh, she had a hard time with the whole. She's still struggling. It's been over a year now. And she's still struggling with it. But yes, last Sunday, she gave her life to Christ. For the, and she's my older sister, Kelly. So praise God. You know, I, I look back and see where God has brought me. And it's like, you know what? I was telling Julie, my whole family is saved now. You know that? God can do that through, through one person, through each one of us. You know, I, you, I would have never thought where, my, where God would take me in my life. And, but look at what God, I, I think of what God has done. He's got the whole family saved through one person. You know, and it's not because of me, it's because of God through me. Is the only, and, and you know, and I know when God is speaking to me about sharing salvation with somebody because it just keeps, it's right there in my head and in my ears like, you know, you, she needs the Lord, she needs the Lord. You got to tell her, you got to tell her. Lord, what am I going to tell her? You know, this whole debate goes on in your head when it's going to be. And it was finally, it was like, all right, she went out to smoke a cigarette. And I said, Kelly, come on, let's go to the barn. I got to take care of the goats. I got to feed the animals anyways. And the whole time, the Lord's like, you better tell her. You need to tell her now. So I did. And I told her. And, you know, it was interesting because a lot of people will say this to you, and they've said this to me before in the past, but I know the Holy Spirit was working through me that day because she said to me, she goes, well, I believe. And I said to her, I said, well, I believe too, but that's not the same. It's, you know, there's more. And then she says to me, she goes, well, I was baptized. I said, well, I was baptized too, but there's more. There's more. And God has more for us. And that more is having Jesus in your heart and asking him to come into your heart. Because a lot of people will tell you that. They say, well, I believe. Well, what do you believe? You know? Yeah, and, and if you could, keep her in your prayers. You know, we need, to, we need to be praying for her. We need to be praying for every opportunity we can get to share with the lost. Because, you know, God is really calling people. The harvest is ripe. You know, I'm sitting in my office and I'm looking out of, the, of, the, out of my window. And I'm looking at all the apple tree, apples on the apple trees. And I'm like, you know, the harvest is ripe. You know, and... If we don't harvest those apples, some of them apples, what's going to happen to them? If we don't harvest those apples on those trees, they're going to fall off. They're going to rot on the ground. And they're going to be of no good. There will be no harvest. So God is really telling us that the harvest is ripe and he needs harvesters to go out there and harvest. So what you did with witnessing to your neighbor, you know, those are seeds planting. You know, believe for that harvest to come in. We've been planting seeds for years. We've been praying for my family for years to be saved, you know. 
And they've come to the Lord, even my mother and my father, you know, which is uh, incredible. But those are all things, those are all seeds. When you're praying for people, you keep praying for them. Don't give up. Don't give up until you see an answer, you know, until you get an answer, until you get an opportunity. Amen? So we're going to have kids' church. The kids can be dismissed. Does anybody else have any testimony about what God's doing in their life before I go on with my sermon? I don't want to miss out because, you know, it's the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. It's powerful. And I want God to have the Holy Spirit and have His way. I want Him to have the Holy Spirit in here and have His way every time we have church. Not Chris's way, but God's way. All right, we're going to take up an offering. Amen? Here you go, Grace. Come on down. Father, we thank you, Lord, and praise you for your tithes and offerings that you bring into this place. Lord, I pray that you would just uh, lead us and guide us in where you, you want us to direct these tithes and these offerings. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for your provision. Lord, we trust in you, Lord God, for our provision. We trust in you, Lord God, Lord God, with our, with our finances, with our family, Lord God, with our lives. Lord, we give it all to you. It's all yours, Lord Jesus. Lord, and we just praise you and thank you for all the blessings you have given to us. Lord, let us just give back, Lord God, uh, what you've given already, Lord Jesus. And I know you'll shine down upon us. You'll smile on us. Lord, that you'll give us a blessing, your word says, that will be overflowing, that we wouldn't be able to contain it. And Lord, we believe that because we believe your word. And we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. The title of my sermon is Finding Rest in God. And if you have your Bibles, you can open them up to Matthew chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11. We're going to read verses 28 through 30. It says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I don't know about you. But trying to keep up in this day and age has a lot of people worn out, exhausted, tired, sleepy. And you know, those are all adjectives of the word weary. They all are, each one of them. But you know, there's more adjectives (laughs) for the word weary. And that is dead. Dead on your feet. When I read that, I was like, wow, being weary is being dead, dead on your feet. You know, I've said that before. I'm dead tired. You know, I've, I, I've said it, stinking thinking. I'm dead tired. We got to watch how we think. Amen. And we got to watch what we say. 
Because the devil will use it against you. But it is impossible to keep up with everything that's going on around you all the time. It is impossible to keep up with technology. We get weary and we get burdened. Especially if you don't have Jesus. If you don't have Jesus, you'll feel the weight of this burdensome, of this weary. And for some of us that have Jesus, we get weary. And we take it on. And I have to ask us, why? Why? Why do we do that? It's because we really haven't given him it all. Haven't given it all to God. And because we have one foot in the world and maybe two, both feet in the world. And we're actually afraid to let, let it go and let God be God. You know, I'm really, I preach to myself many times on this. <clears throat> Because I, I've got to, you know, be careful because I could be prideful. I can take on things in my own strength all the time. And I do. <clears throat> I struggle with this all the time. I'm like a bully in the sandbox at times that says, no, that's mine. <laughs> you know, that's my toy. You can't take that away from me. Instead of saying, no, God, here, this is all yours. You know, God wants us to come to that place in our lives where we totally surrender everything to him. Total surrender, total dependence upon God. Because I tell you what, Chris can't save a soul. I can't save one person. All I can do is lead them to the one who can save them. That's all I can do. Another thing I do is I keep charging forward a lot of times. You know, I I don't want to be going backwards. I want to keep moving forward, keep moving forward, keep moving forward. We can't quit. We got to keep moving forward. You know, I'm like, I'm like that stubborn ox on the yoke. It's like, no, I got to keep plowing. I got to keep moving. And you do got to keep moving as long as you're moving with Jesus. Got to do it my way. No, we got to do it God's way. Amen? Until I actually start sinking in the ocean. And I finally cry out to God, help me, Jesus. You know, unfortunately, sometimes that's what it takes. I'm just speaking from experience here. What I've gone through in my life. It's what I find myself struggling But, you know, I'm learning these lessons faster and quicker as I'm getting older. And I think to myself, yeah, God, God probably has a better plan than Chris has. You know, God probably has a better way of doing things than Chris does. Now I just need to stop. You know, when I was a kid, they tell you to stop, look and listen. Before you cross the road, right? 
Stop, look, and listen. And they, they teach you that, too, in the military. You know, in the battlefield. When you got to do CPR, they tell you, stop. You look, you put your head down. You're looking to see if their chest is moving. You're listening for their heart. You know, they do teach you how to do that when you teach you CPR. They tell you, stop, look, and listen. And that's what we got to do with God. We got to stop, look, and we got to listen. And I'm telling you, that's not as easy as you think. It is, especially when you're in the midst of turmoil. So you say, okay, Lord, I'm going to stop. You know, like what Sean said, you know, hey, that, that don't look too good. No, it doesn't look too good. She could have went and gotten angry at, that, at the neighbor. Said, yeah, you smart ass, get the hell out of here, you know. <laughs> Sorry, forgive me, Lord, for swearing, but that's in the Bible. Both of them words are. <laughs> that's true. But, you know, those thoughts go through your mind. You got to stop, look, and listen. You know, my mother-in-law said on prayer meeting this week, and it was really important, and we kind of forget about it, but, but mom said, what would Jesus do? Remember those little bracelets, WWJD? What would Jesus do? How soon we forget those little things. But that, if we have that in our minds, in our brains, before we go to the world, we think, okay, we're going to go to God. What would Jesus do? How would he react? And I think you reacted just like Jesus would have reacted to that gentleman. And Jesus is saying to us, just like I read in Matthew 11, he's saying, come to me. Just come to me. Come to me. All you who are weary, and I'll give you rest. You know, we should learn from one of the greatest kings and warriors that ever lived. And that's King David. King David gave us example after example on how we should live. And this word is full of examples. If we just get in it and know it. You know, we let the devil have his way with us a lot of times because we don't know the word. If we just knew the word, like this in in Psalms 91, it says, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. He who dwells in the shelter of the old of the most high will rest in the shadow of the almighty. You know, I, I just can't help but get this picture out of my mind of being on top of a mountain, plateau cliff. Like just a singular pillar. With just me standing there and this giant, 
giant of an eagle. I mean, that just eclipsed me. Huge. I just can't help but get that picture out of my mind. I, and I don't want it out of my mind because I'm picturing God right there protecting me and watching over me. And that is what God is like with each one of us who are his children. We can rest in the shadow of the Most High. We can rest in the Almighty. He's there. As long as we dwell with Him. We have that protection. We have that covering. You know, I feel sorry for all the people that are lost. Who've not put their hope and their trust in God and in Jesus. Who have hardened their hearts to God and have resisted the truth. Think about it. That's where our prayers are. The church is a lifeboat. We need to be slinging out life preservers. And pulling people in. And getting them under the covering of the shelter of the Most High. Where there's protection. Where there's rest. Where there's provision. Where there's healing. And there's truth. They will never have rest or peace, true peace or true rest until they come into Jesus. And that's just the truth. The benefit of protection and rest is for God's children. Jesus is calling. He's calling right now. I hear him loud and clear saying, come to me. Come to me, all you who are weary and are burdened. Come to me, and I'll give you rest. I can see him walking right along with me as I'm pulling the yoke like a stubborn ox. And he's just saying, no, just come to me. Come to me. Encouraging me to come. David knew who God is and who God was. And where he can go and find rest and peace and refuge. It says, surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. I don't know, but there's a deadly pestilence that's around this globe right now. And God is our one who can save us. The only one who can save us. If you're a child of God, it doesn't matter what the devil can throw at you. It doesn't matter what the devil can throw at you if you're a child of God. It doesn't matter what this world can do to you if you're a child of God. It doesn't matter. You just remember this. In Joshua 1.5, it said, No one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Hallelujah. You know what you do? When the devil comes to weary you and burden you, you hit him. You hit him with the word. 
You hit them with the word. You knock them out with the word. Don't be afraid. Hit them. And if he tries to get up, you hit him again and you knock him back down. And you say, it is written. It is written, devil. I'm hitting you with the word. What did Jesus do? Our greatest example. He hit the devil with the word, didn't he? When he was in the wilderness preaching for 40 days and the devil came attempting, Jesus said, it is written, devil. He said it three times. He hit him right back with the word. The word is our sword. That's what it's called, our sword. It's a weapon. It's our only offensive weapon we have. And if you don't know the word, you're not going to be able to fight against the devil when he comes. When he comes calling, because he'll come a-calling. And he looks and he prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. And he's just waiting to get his foot in the door. And if he can get his foot in the door, then he can get his shoulder in. Then he can get his body in. You got to fight that devil with the word of God. You can't let him have an inch because he'll take a mile. It is written. Hit him again. (laughs) Just like Jesus. Hit him again. Just think about it. You're You're just being like Jesus. And what are we turning more and more into? More and more like Jesus, aren't we? From glory to glory to glory to glory. Each time we go through a struggle, we get closer to Jesus. Every time we get through one struggle and we go through another one, we get closer to Jesus. Pretty soon all those struggles that are mounted up behind you that the devil tried to throw at you, he'll just have to leave you alone. Because you'll be wearing him out, wearying him. Throw the burden back on the devil where it belongs. It's not on you. Verses 4 through 13, Psalm 91. We'll go back to that. It says, He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You just tell the devil that. You say, devil, a thousand may fall at my side, ten thousand at my right side, but it's not coming near me because I'm a child of God. I don't care. That's what you got to say. Old plague, old pestilence, get be gone. I'm a child of God. I'm in His shield. I'm under His refuge. I'm in His covering. Amen? It won't come near you, it says. It won't come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you make the Most High your dwelling. Even the Lord who is my refuge. Then no harm will befall you. No disaster will come near your tent. No disaster will come near your tent. No COVID-19 will come near my house. No COVID-19 will come near this place. No COVID-19 on my hill. Amen. Amen. No COVID-19 for my sheep. 
Amen? No harm will befall you. No disaster come near your tent. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands. So that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread upon the lion and the cobras. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Amen. Trample that great lion and that serpent. Trample them underfoot. Isn't that what God said to Eve? They'll have enmity with the snake. And she'll bruise her heel. She'll bruise her heel. Stomping them out. Treading upon them. Why? Why does God give us all of this? Why does God give us all this protection? And refuge? And and strength and shield? Why? Because if you look at verse 14 and 16, it's because He loves us. It's because He loves you. Says the Lord, because I love you, I will rescue you. Amen. Amen. You tell that to the devil. No devil, nothing will harm me. Why? Because my God loves me. Because my God loves me. And he wants nothing but the best for me. He's given me the best when he gave me his son Jesus. And I accepted his blood that was shed for me on the cross. And now he rose on the third day and sits at the right hand of God praying for me. That's why, because he loves me. And he loves you. He said, I will protect him. That means God himself will protect you. His personal protection. God is your secret service. Man, all around you. He's before you. He's behind you. He's to the left of you. He's to the right of you. He's above you and he's beneath you. He will protect you. For he acknowledges my name. He will call upon me and I'll answer him. I will be with him in trouble. You hear that? Call upon the Lord and he'll be there. When you're in trouble, call out his name. When you feel afraid, just say Jesus. Just say Jesus, 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 Jesus. Just keep repeating it until your faith grows in you and it swells up in you like a mighty Russian river. And then you get to remember in Scripture, no devil, he'll never fail me or forsake me. Jesus, 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 greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. No trouble shall befall me or come near my tent. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I'll call upon the Lord and his word says he will answer me. His word said he will answer me. I'll be with him in trouble. I'll deliver him and honor him. With long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. God is good, amen. God is good, and he wants nothing but the best for us, for each one of us here. Nothing but the best. And he showed us his best. 
And he showed us his salvation. And it's through his son, Jesus. He showed it to us. And you know, he showed it to the whole world. He showed it to the whole world, his salvation, his way. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the light that no man goes to heaven except through me. And it's written right there. And he said, all that call upon the name of Jesus shall be saved. It's right there. You tell that to the devil when he says, you're not saved. No, devil, I'm saved. All that call on the name of Jesus shall be saved. I'm saved. And you're not, you can't take that from me. You can't take that from me. You might try to lie, but it's a lie. So get your lying dead carcass out of here. Amen. (laughs) You can have peace in the storm. You can find true rest and rest for your soul. And you can have eternity, eternal life. Eternal life. And it's all through His Son, Jesus. So yeah, we are blessed. We are blessed beyond measure. We are blessed beyond measure. When you think your life is bad, you just think of your blessings. You just start counting your blessings. I'm blessed. I got a healthy family. I got wonderful kids. I got wonderful grandkids. I'm blessed with four good um, son-in-laws. Took me a little bit hard to get that out of there. But I got out. But I'm blessed. And they're a blessing to me. And I'm not going to let the devil tell me otherwise. I've got a great mother-in-law and father-in-law. I've got great friends. I'm blessed. I can see Jesus crying out in these last days. Just crying out. Because I see his heart for the lost. It's, it's saddened. I see his heart. I see him just saying, just come. Come on, just come to me. It's not that hard. It's just a little step. It's a little step of faith. He says a little bit of faith of a mustard seed can move a mountain. All they need is a little bit of a mustard seed to take one step. It's not really a mountain. It's just a molehill. Yeah, come home. Come to me. Come home. I've been waiting. I've been waiting all these years. For some it's years. For some it's not. He's crying out. Come to me. as He's gathering. You know, he's gathering the remnant. It's what he's doing. He's bringing them back. He's gathering them from the four winds of the world. He's gathering them. He's bringing them together. I wouldn't be surprised if one day we come in here and this place is packed because of the call of the Lord. Not because of anything we've done, but because of what He's doing. Amen? Amen. Isaiah chapter 40, verses 28. Isaiah chapter 40, verses 28 through 31. He says, do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator 
of the ends of the earth. He will not grow weary or tired, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar with wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not grow faint. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We will soar on the wings like eagles. He's going to renew our strength. Hey, we need to run with horses. So we need to get ready. Amen? Amen. Who was it that he told that to? He told that to Ezekiel. He goes, how do you expect to run with horses when you can't run with men? (laughs) Right? We're going to be able to run with the horses. And there's horses in heaven. Because Jesus is coming back on one. Amen? Amen. Church, let us be the light in this dark world. Let them see us run. Let them see us running and not growing weary. Because we're not taking on the burdens or the weary of the world. We're, they're coming, we're just blocking them off with our shield. We're just throwing them to the cross. Nope, not taking that burden on. Nope, that's for you, Jesus. That one's for you too, Jesus. This one's for you too, Jesus. I'm trusting you. But let us be the light. Let us be a shining bright light on a hill. Amen? Let's not worry about the world, but let us pray for the world. And let us keep our focus on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. Let's keep our eyes on Jesus. You know, what happened to Peter when he got his eyes off Jesus? He started sinking when he got out of the boat, didn't he? And he got his eyes on the storm all around us. Let's keep our eyes on Jesus. Let's go walk on some water. (laughs) You know? Let us bring as many people that we know to Christ. Let us be harvesters. It's time to harvest and not be afraid. You know, we've got to get over those fears of witnessing and sharing the gospel. Because people's hearts are really open to it. They're really open to what God's doing they know something's going on around the world. It's obvious. But let's be bold as lions. Amen? Let us be bold as lions. Thank you, Lord. Let's stand for the blessing. And I'll close with that. Number 6, 24 through 26. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. May the Lord bless us and may the Lord keep us. May the Lord make his face shine upon us and be gracious to us. May the Lord turn his face toward us and give us peace on all sides. May we just trust you, Jesus, with all we are, all we'll ever be. Lord, help us to surrender daily to you, to take up our cross and follow you, Lord Jesus. 
to be a light, to share your gospel to the lost. Lord, strengthen us. Strengthen us in these days for the battle that's out there, Lord Jesus. Help us to hide the word in our heart so we can have it. Lord God, when the devil comes, we can just hit him with the word. Hit him with the word. Keep hitting him until he flees. I pray this, Lord God, and I pray this over your people. And I pray, Lord God, that you would bring healing to our hearts, to our bodies, to our land, to our nation. That you would strengthen our nation, strengthen the authorities. Lord God, our president and vice president, I pray that you would strengthen them. Lord God, and I pray that you would be with them and their families. Lord God, that you'd give them wisdom and knowledge. And I pray this, Lord God, and I pray, Father, for your peace, Lord, that surpasses all understanding. Help us, Jesus. Help us all. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be dismissed.